On today's podcast, Ben and I are going to take a look at the NBA playoffs as the conference semifinals begin to wrap up and serve up our picks for Sunday's Game 7s between Milwaukee and Boston and Dallas and Phoenix. Welcome to the Dunkle Index Podcast, sports world's oldest rating service now in our 92nd season. I'm Bob Dunkel, and of course, I'm joined once again by my son, Ben. Ben, we've got two of our four conference semifinals determined, which luckily for us means we've got a pair of game sevens on Sunday. There's nothing like the intensity of do or die scenarios for sure. I am looking forward to Sunday. How about you? Oh, I am too. And uh, especially going to uh, savor that moment because I think it might be the last day in the playoffs where we do get two games in one day. So uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to on these games Sunday. I know it's always a little bittersweet, uh, like the day after Christmas. Uh, Oh gosh, season's almost over. So yeah, we will uh, definitely enjoy tomorrow. Um, Before we go there though, why don't we revisit the two series that have been wrapped up of course wah 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 i think that means uh philly and miami is one of those we had a little glimmer of hope when jojo came back two games uh that he was able to squeeze victories out of tied it up to two uh even seemed to reinvigorate James Harden's game in game four with that 31 point performance, including a big second half, but boy, he reverted back to form. Unfortunately, Um, you know, he ended up scoring less than 20 points more often than he did uh, more than 20 points in these playoffs. He less than seven games, more than five. I mean, that's just not the kind of performance you expect out of a guy who led the league in scoring three straight seasons. What's your take on that Philly-Miami series? It seemed like it came and went, you know, except for that little blip there where Philly showed some mojo, but um, really a dud of a series. Don't you agree? Yeah, I mean, Philly is always going to kind of, I think, focus on the worst parts. Um, if I was going to look at it, I'd say going two and two against Miami. Um with the games that Embiid was in there isn't so bad. Um, But yeah, to your point, I mean, Miami really shut Harden down in the last two games, uh, brought the defense out further. And uh, he really, he just needed Maxi to run the whole offense. So I'm hoping that this off season, the injury stuff clears up and he can run the offense next year. But otherwise, um, yeah, we're in, we're in for an interesting season next year. Yeah, I was thinking it's deja vu to last year somewhat. Uh, you know, uh, Philly loses uh, conference semifinals. In fact, this was the fourth year in five that Philly has been eliminated in the conference semis. Um, last year, it went seven games against Atlanta. This year, it goes six. Both series end on Philadelphia's home court, which always leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. And, of course, last year, the finger-pointing immediately started toward Ben Simmons. Uh, And, boy, what a rocky offseason that turned out to be. Uh, That thing bled all the way over into this season, well into this season, before that got somewhat resolved with the Simmons-at-all trade for for Harden. Uh, Now, 
finger pointing starting once again. Um, you know, what do you do with Harden? Do, do you give him a max contract? I, I just can't see that at this stage of his career. He's what, 32? But he played more like uh, 42. Uh, it just looks like the years have really taken its toll. So I, I am hard-pressed to see a reinvigorated James Harden coming back next year. How about you? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think the Sixers would prefer if he would pick up the one-year player option. I guess he may be alluded in the uh, final game press conference. Maybe being willing to kind of rework that contract, maybe free up a little money. Um, there's also the chance that we could now trade Tobias because we've got another year off that deal. Andy looked good in the playoffs. But, as, um, yeah, the injury, I don't know. Um, we haven't seen Harden really do that in the offseason in the past. But maybe this year with his kind of career winding down and that one last contract hanging out there for him, maybe he can get it together. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, we got – Danny Green, um, you know, unfortunately, I saw ACL, MCL tear um, at this stage of his career. It's hard to think Danny Green's uh-huh. going to be coming back um, from that. Uh, Philly clearly also has to do something about the bench. Um, Niang kind of disappeared there in the playoffs. Shake Milton, he did have, what, 15 in in the closeout game, but that game was well out of hand. Um, he uh-huh. never really contributed meaningful minutes when needed. I mean, Philly's bench just needs to improve. They, they have to surround Embiid with just more talent. Um, the one bright spot was was Maxi, and I think he's a keeper, no doubt about it. Um, it was just too much to ask him to contribute every game at the level that, that, he, that he had been contributing. But, um, you know, when he's on, um, he's something special. So, that will be the silver lining. Uh, I know Daryl Morey sounded optimistic about going into next year. I'm not as optimistic. Um, so it, it, it's going to be an interesting offseason and, and to see how they handle it. I guess, you know, not as bad as the Simmons offseason, but once again in Philly, uh, big question marks. Uh, I do think we do need to give our hats off, though, to the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler. Uh, extra salt in the wounds when you see Jimmy buckets going off like that. Of course, he's the one that got away. And if you could rewind, I think you'd do it differently and keep him in the fold and no surprise and be gushing about him afterward. And PJ Tucker talking about how Philly just has not had that kind of toughness. I don't know that Miami gets the respect of a number one seed, but all they do is keep on winning. Don't they Ben? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I liked him a lot throughout the regular season, and I I think they are kind of um, underrated at this point because the narrative is whoever wins this Boston-Milwaukee series is probably the Eastern Conference team going to the finals. Uh, but what we saw with, like, this Dallas-Phoenix matchup, you, you never know what the competition in the previous round was really like. So uh, Miami could step up and compete with whoever they have um, in the next round, I think. Yeah, I mean, the way Butler's playing right now – be hard pressed to bet against him. Adebayo, uh, you know, held his own against JoJo, certainly the last two games. Now I know, you know, with an orbital fracture and coming off a concussion and playing in a mask, listen, he did all he could do. I mean, the, the guy proved he was a real warrior and that was not the Embiid that we saw during the regular season. But I give Adebayo 
a lot of lot of credit there. I didn't thought think they got um, the kind of play out of Tyler Hero that they can get. Um, they didn't need him in the end, but but he certainly can provide more. Uh, Kyle Lowry, I think, is a question mark. Um, when he was on the court, he wasn't very effective. I think the hammy seems to still be calling causing him problems. But I agree. I think whoever comes out of the Milwaukee-Boston series will be the favorite to move on to the finals. But I do not look past this Miami team at all. Um, and, yeah, again, just hard to watch Jimmy Buckets slice and dice the Sixers and think what might have been. So, mm-hmm. all right, that's it for that series. Another offseason for Philadelphia. Stay tuned, Sixer fans. Um of course, the other series that wrapped up, wrapped up last night. We're podcasting here on a Saturday. Um, that was Memphis and Golden State. Memphis going down in, in six games at Golden State. Um, so similar to the Philly-Miami series, but I think you've got to feel a lot better about where Memphis is going into this offseason than Philadelphia. What do you think, Ben? Right. Um, they've got kind of a, a bit of a different problem where they've got all this bench uh, talent that they can kind of trade away and maybe consolidate into a one single better player. Um, I don't see the Sixers being able to do that with their bench. So yeah, Grizzlies uh, foundation looks really strong. The jump they made from this year to last year is really impressive. Yeah, they've gone from 34 wins two years ago to 38 last year to 56 this year. And of course, their star John Morant goes out with a knee injury in game three. Looks like that's all she wrote. Yeah, the Grizz had won a a bunch of games without Morant during the regular season. But as we've seen all too well here in this postseason, uh, regular season does not equal postseason play. But in this case, it did. The Grizz, with that 39-point beatdown in game five in an elimination game, they were winning by 55 points at one point against Golden State. Uh, It was the second-worst loss for the Warriors when they had Clay, Steph, and Draymond all on the court together. That was really impressive. And then they go into Golden State last night, expectation is that the Warriors would win going away. They did end up covering. Uh, but halfway through the fourth quarter, Grizz were up, Ben. I, I was thinking, and I I could feel it through the TV screen, Golden, uh, Golden State's fans going, you know, oh, bleep, we're going back to Memphis. I mean, what do you think? Um. Yes, I could feel that as well, but I was kind of expecting the run that they went on uh, to happen with Clay and Curry just getting hot there in the last four or five minutes. Yeah, and they did. It was vintage. I mean, you can still see um, signs of this team that won three titles uh, back between 15 and 18. Uh, the core is still there. Draymond playing with a lot of energy. I tell you, the guy who quietly had a monster night, I didn't realize it until I looked at the stats this morning. Kavon Looney, 22 rebounds. Uh, very impressive effort there. Uh, after everybody had said Golden State's one weakness was going up against big men. And, of course, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. and uh, Stephen Adams. We we had a Stephen Adams sighting in this series. Um, 
they caused a lot of problems down low. So while Looney doesn't get the ink that the others get on the scoring side, um, his 22 boards last night were huge. Even without Morant, Dylan Brooks, 30 points last night. Desmond Bain, 25. You hit the nail on the head, Ben. They've got a lot of guys who you probably don't know, um, except for those who dig deep into fantasy world. But uh, they've got a ton of talent, and it will be interesting to see what they do uh, if they do try to support Ja with with a big name. Uh, They've got a lot of good chemistry on this team, though. Guys like Brandon Clark, uh, DeAnthony Melton coming off the bench. I, I, I probably would want to see more before I start tinkering and, and, and bringing in a big name. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see what the Grizz management decides to do here in the offseason. Suffice to say, though, as we said at the top, uh, I think a lot more optimism uh, heading into Memphis's offseason than the Sixers' offseason right now. So two of those conference semis done, Golden State and Miami advancing to the conference finals. Uh, That leaves us two game sevens, juicy game sevens, ready to roll on Sunday. I'm so glad the first one kicking it off is the best one of the bunch, Milwaukee and Boston. Then we said in our last podcast, we thought this was going seven. It's gone seven. It's been everything we thought, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I, I think it has gone kind of exactly as we thought it would with uh, these teams just kind of alternating games back and forth. Um, yeah, it's it's been a, such a close series and uh, can't wait to see what you uh, are forecasting for tomorrow's game. <laughs> well, as you said, I mean, alternating wins. The Bucks started off showing that uh, they're ready to defend the Eastern Conference crown with their win in game one on Boston's home court, 101-89. And then it's just been, you know, trading blow for blow ever since then. I got to say, game six was the first time that I thought Milwaukee really missed Chris Middleton. Uh, Giannis had a monster game, uh, 44 points, 20 rebounds, uh, and they still couldn't get it done on their home court. Huge drop off from there. Drew Holiday, uh, next highest score, 17 points. Pat Connaughton chipping in with 14. Connaughton was actually a real spark plug there uh, in the fourth quarter. But uh, Bobby Portis... And Grayson Allen combined three of 15 from the field, 0 for 7 from three. Uh, and meanwhile, Jason Tatum, boy, is that guy's trajectory just on a glide path upward? He is now, I think, reaching the superstar category, 46 perfor- uh, point performance in game six on Milwaukee's court uh, to avoid elimination. I mean, that's just, that's LeBronian in that kind of uh, performance. And uh, he got enough out of Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. They had 22 and 21 points respectively, again, to avoid elimination. Uh, ben, is it, do you think it's starting to catch up to Milwaukee? No Middleton is, is yeah, Giannis, for sure. can, Giannis can't do any more than he's done. Don't you uh, believe? For one game, I think he might have a little bit more in him. Luckily there's only one left, but, yeah, when this series started, everybody was like thinking Giannis was going to have to basically score 40 
every game for them to have a shot. And he's almost done it. Um, so for one more game, I think he could pull out maybe just a little bit more. Um, but yeah, certainly they miss Middleton and uh, Giannis is kind of the only thing really making them go right now. Yeah, I mean, if, if Bobby Portis and, and Grace and Allen aren't going to give you more, it's going to be tough. But we do have just one game left here in these Eastern Conference semis. Home court has not amounted to much. Mm-hmm. The Bucks come into this one with an 8-2 and two ATS record in their last 10 road games. Ben, you said you want, you're interested in what the pick was going to be. We are going to take the Celts to win straight up, but they are getting uh, the Bucks. I should say, are getting five points in this one. We do not have Boston to cover this one. This one looks like it's going to go according uh, to plan in terms of how the others have gone. Home court just has not amounted to that much. We are going to take the Bucks plus the five here. Uh, Boston ekes out a win at home, does advance to face Miami in the conference finals, but the Bucks keep it close, pick up the ATS win. The line's also been dropping on the total. It's gone too low uh, for our calculations, down to 207 and a half now uh, with Tatum, Giannis, and Brown playing at high levels. It's just too much offense to get below 207 and a half. So we're going to go with the over in the final score on this one. It should be everything we think it's going to be. It's going to be tight. It's going to be the stars coming out and playing big games. Bucks plus five in the over. What do you think, Ben? Um, I definitely like the Bucks keeping it within five. Um, I usually think of game sevens as kind of a slugfest. I know 207 would be really low, um, but I'm just curious if there's anything to that line movement, and maybe it does come in below that. Yeah, we could have gotten below 210, but uh, 207, too, too low for the Dunkel model so uh we are going to stick with that probably a lot of fouls down the stretch uh helping keep this game close and also helping push this line over uh the vegas uh, point total 207 and a half so that's the first game now the second game which may be a surprise to some uh the dallas mavericks forcing a game seven against the top seed top overall seed Phoenix Suns. In our last podcast, I actually said I was more surprised that Phoenix jumped out to an 0-2 lead in the series. I really thought this series was going to be tight. And sure enough, it's played out this way. How surprised are you to see this one go seven, Ben? Very. I think you were one of the only people saying that. Everybody else going into game three was looking for a sweep. Yeah. And uh, I tell you, much like Giannis uh, and much like Jimmy Butler uh, and Jason Tatum, I'll put Luka Doncic in, in, in that category. I, I, I maybe even put Luka ahead of the, of the bunch right now. I, 23 years old. This guy just takes over games. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's amazing to watch him. And, of course, in game six, facing elimination, granted, they were on their home floor – going up against the number one overall seed that was coming off a 30-point win in game five. 
Dunkel Index had Phoenix on the road, and Luca made us pay dearly on that. 33 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. And unlike what Giannis uh, couldn't do in uh, his game six, uh, he was able to get others involved, and they stepped up. Uh, Bullock had 19 points. Brunson had 18. Dinwiddie had 15. And they really seemed to shake the Suns. Uh, 22 turnovers by the uh, and what 13 by the usually reliable backcourt Devin Booker who had eight and Chris Paul who had five so that was um, somewhat of a confidence rattling loss for the Suns but unlike uh, the Milwaukee Boston series where home court hasn't amounted to much this one has been all about the home court. In fact, uh, the home team has covered in each game in this one. As I mentioned, uh, Phoenix had a 30-point win in Game 5. They had a 20-point win in Game 2. So uh, they definitely have looked really good there in the Valley of the Sun. Um, They uh, come into this one 10-3 against the spread in their last 13 home games against Dallas. And we're going to go uh, with that trend to continue here. Uh, we see Phoenix being able to turn it around from that very bad performance in game six. Win at home. Lines now drop down to six. We like it dropping. Uh, we're going to go with the Suns to win and cover the six. Uh, and we think uh, you're not going to get the kind of play out of Bullock and uh, Brunson and Dinwiddie that you got at home in six. Uh, it's pretty much going to be Luka. That's not going to be enough to push this final score over. That one's been dropping as well. Ben, I think to your point about game sevens being tight, uh, I see this one being a low-scoring affair, and we're going to take the under at 207 on this one. Uh, just see Dallas not being able to score uh, outside of Luka with any consistency here. So, Old man Chris Paul, Devin Booker advanced to the Western Conference Finals against the Golden State Warriors. That looks like a juicy matchup. They get the cover and uh, the final score under. How you feeling me on that one? Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. Um, I'm looking at these two games, and it's kind of funny how similar uh, these series have played out. Uh, you know, you got the best player in the series playing game seven on the road. Uh, the Mavericks and the Celtics were both like the two best teams after the trade deadline, whereas the Suns and the Bucks have pretty much been at the top the whole season. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I see the same thing with this Suns game, and uh, I, I think they cover as well. Yeah, I'd be concerned if this were a young team coming off that bad loss in six, even at home, uh, but with the veterans like Booker and Paul, uh, just too much experience there. Uh, I think the home court will really help them rise above. And, um, you know, they, again, they are the defending Western Conference champs. So we're going with the defending Eastern and Western Conference champs. Experience matters in both our picks tomorrow. Um, of course, you can go to dunkleindex.com and get all of our picks uh, going forward uh, as we begin the uh, conference finals. Uh, after the conclusion of these two games tomorrow, we've got our NHL picks 
uh, up uh, for the playoffs as well, uh, MLB every day. So, yeah, make sure you go to dunkleindex.com and get all your sports picks for all kinds of action. Ben, let's strap in. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. I'm pumped. Like to end uh, the conference semis on a c- couple wins here. I think you and I are definitely in agreement on the second one. Uh, you sounded a little iffy on uh, going with the over on the Milwaukee Boston game, but you do like the Bucks plus the points there as well, correct? Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend, and as always, good luck. 